Hi everyone, I'm Toby. I'm Andre. Welcome to this episode of our podcast. And today we want to talk about adapting to life in Japan. More specifically, we want to dive into what's going on at Japanese supermarkets. It might sound like a strange topic to you, but thinking about it, arriving in Japan and going to the supermarket for the first time can be quite scary, right? If you cannot read the kanji, you've been here for a while now. Can you read some kanji, some Japanese characters?、Uh, when I came to Japan, I came here from China. So some of the kanji I could recognize, they're similar. But reading, actually reading and understanding was quite a challenge. And also, hiragana and katakana are a little bit difficult, or were a little bit difficult at that time. So understanding what things are in supermarket was quite a challenge, I would say. But I think I, I got used to it relatively quickly. How about you? For me, when I arrived here, I couldn't read anything, right? So I just arrived and went for my first grocery shopping trip. And of course, like every supermarket, you have fresh produce, a lot of vegetables, but also vegetables that were unknown to me、mm. and that we don't have in my home country, France. And Then you have a lot of products that are just designed for cooking Japanese food.、Mm. Do you cook any Japanese food?、Uh, not really. At home, I've been cooking, I mean, Japanese produce and Japanese things that I buy at supermarkets, but not exactly Japanese cuisine per se. I, yeah, I have a steaming pot, which I learned to use in China, and I'm using that. But not really like curry. So,、anything. when you arrive at the supermarket and you see all the shelves full of, <laughs> I don't know, miso sauce and soy sauce and oyster sauce never use and、that. this, you never use it, right? Mirin,、yeah. cooking sake,、yeah. goma,、uh, sesame oil, and all kinds of other things. It's all strange. You don't know what to do with it,、mm. right? So, today we want to talk a little bit about this topic of going for grocery shopping at Japanese supermarkets. So, you mentioned you knew a little bit when you arrived in Japan, which was how many years ago?、Uh, about five years ago, yeah. About five years ago. Do you still remember the first time you went to a supermarket here in Japan? First time? Oh my god. I, I remember one of the first times I went to、um, 7 Eleven. And it was really embarrassing because I tried to line up right in front of the、uh, counter or、mm-hmm. the cashier. The, the cashier, yes. And most people line up a little bit back,、uh, away from the cashier.、Mm, to leave a little space between each customer. And yeah, and people were looking at me like I、mm. was a weirdo. I was at that time because when I lived in China, it was just a crowd lineup.、Uh, and also in,、uh, back in my home country in Ukraine, similar. So, in some shops here, it's the same.、Uh, people just line up、uh, like that. But in convenience stores, there is the rule. So, that was a weird、mm. kind of thing. Not exactly the, the kanji or reading、uh, embarrassment, but different kind of. Yeah, I remember when I moved here,、uh, close to where I was living was、uh, Life. Life is a supermarket chain here in the Osaka area where we live. 
It might actually be as well in other parts of the country, but mm. I think it's mostly in this area. And when I entered, I just didn't know what to get. So except for fresh vegetables and meat and chicken, I was like super confused. Like, what do I do with this? It all looks very appetizing. Oh, this sauce looks good, but I don't know how to prepare it. I can't read the instructions. And it was like this for quite a few months. So then you go to convenience store, you buy ready-made ready, uh, uh, meals, bento boxes, all kinds of snacks. Is there one product that when you went to the supermarket, um, you've been wanting to try for a long time, but were just like hesitant or were really confused about what this was. And when you finally found out, oh, this is it, you were like, it was a revelation of the year. Mm, for me, it was probably with fish, like fresh fish and sashimi section, where there is a lot of different things that I, I could guess, like sushi is easy, I can just take and eat it. But some types of sashimi or even like squids, I was really hesitant and I thought it was a little bit strange or even gross, I would say. Uh, but at some point I bought those, tried and I mean, yeah, it's not the best food, I would say, for me personally. But I can see why some people eat that. That, that was kind of a thing that was... At first, very strange, but then I got into it a little bit. Well, yeah, like you mentioned, fish is uh, very popular here, of course. Mm. Japan, island nation, right? Uh, famous for sushi. Mm. And unless you're quite an expert on recognizing fish, if you can't read what the fish is, yeah, of course, you might recognize some salmon, yeah. you might recognize some tuna, but even for tuna, there's so many different categories. Mm. You just stand in front of it, and what do you do? And if you cannot write the characters, how do you translate? Do you have any tips of uh, how you approached it? Uh, any recommendations on how to go about understanding what kind of products are in front of you? Uh, I tried using Google Lens or Google Translate. Uh, Google Lens is that app that m most people probably know. You scan some language and it translates to another language. That was my go-to uh, in the beginning. Uh, but again, like if you if it's translated to English and then you still do not really understand or know, you, ne you never tried that type of fish or product, mm. you would be still confused. It was like some soy sauce jam thingy and I didn't know what to do with that. I just didn't buy that because I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, one of the better experiences of supermarket going was here is a local uh, store. I think it's local to Kobe supermarket called Gyomu. Gyomu Super. We have it in Osaka as well. It's local to the area. It's, yeah. uh... They have a lot of imported stuff mm -hmm. also from China and from Southeast Asia. And some Chinese products I could recognize, I could buy them and understand them, so to say. And some imported products also from Europe, not so many, but it was kind of a great place for me to go and buy things that I recognized a little bit more than just usual Japanese stores. So Gyomo actually is a wholesale store and um, it's kind of like Costco, but the Japanese version. Mm. Uh, or Metro, if you are more familiar with Metro. And they are initially more catered towards serving restaurants in like slightly larger quantities, and which is why they have gotten very, very popular over the, the years, right? So now you find them a little bit everywhere. 
and I go there as well because it's uh, very interesting in terms of the diversity of products you may not find always the same as in the regular supermarkets. Is there any products that uh, you ever found there and you were like, wow, this product, I'm so happy that I finally found this here in Japan because that's another challenge we have. When you move to Japan, you might want to cook something you're familiar with, but again, you can't find the ingredients because everything is, most of it is catered towards cooking Japanese food. Mm. Uh, it was also in kind of a uh, imported goods uh, supermarket, Jupiter. Uh, it's very heavily Western imported food. Uh, supermarket when I found cottage cheese it was kind of a huge thing for me I since then I didn't buy it that mm. much didn't eat but it was a really kind of happy day for me to find cottage cheese which is almost or maybe probably uh, non-existent in Japan as a daily product people don't eat it here or I haven't seen maybe you have different experience no, in Japanese cuisine, you cannot really find, as far as I know, mm. any dishes uh, prepared with cottage cheese. Yeah, but then exactly. again, you can find some in some supermarkets or you will have to go to some specialty supermarkets mm. to uh, find these kind of products. Especially like all kinds of cheeses, I would say, you have to really go to specialty stores. Mm. For me, one thing that shocked me when I uh, started looking at buying cheese. I mean, I, I grew up in France, I do like cheese, and it's very expensive. Mm. The, the same cheese as I could find in a French supermarket is uh, probably twice, sometimes three times the price, if not more. But it's not only for cheese, right? A lot of products. How was your experience coming from living in China before to adapting to Japanese supermarkets? Uh Food in China is extremely cheap, even though I lived in Beijing or Peking, uh, food is much, much cheaper. Uh, you would go to a supermarket and produce uh, and uh, dairy products are very cheap. Uh, after coming here and uh, I, when I saw how much vegetables or fruit cost, it was a little bit difficult for me to adjust. It's like triple or quadruple the price. Um, I'm also from Ukraine. Before that, I lived in Ukraine and also relatively cheap. So yeah, it was difficult to take that cash and pay so much uh, money for. But it's understandable if you think about it. Mm. Japan is an island country. We mentioned it before. And 70% uh, of the country is covered in mountains, 60% mm. of which is covered in forest. There's very, very little agricultural land here. So the country cannot produce much except for uh, some limited amount of vegetables, a limited amount of meat, and then of course rice, which is a staple of uh, Japanese cuisine. So lots of it is imported. And then you see one uh, bell pepper might cost up to two euros or two dollars yeah that's crazy uh, or more and that adds up quickly if you want to do like a very uh, vegetable stir fry with fresh vegetables salad is extremely mm. expensive if you want to buy it fresh and mm -hmm. cook at mm -hmm. home or make uh, no, no. is there anything on the other hand that you found was um, more affordable here in japan than it was uh, where you lived before 
more affordable, I wouldn't say... I would say that there is a very good variety of things in Japan. Uh, in other countries, there are fewer things from different places uh, in the world, like imported things. Uh, but in Japan, you can get a really good variety of things that I saw in other countries and also Japanese things. That would be the plus, but something that is cheaper... I wouldn't say that. What do, what do you think about it? Cheaper? Mm, that's a very good question. I'm thinking of some products and I know that I've had the experience where I was like, oh, this is, this is nice to have. I would say, of course, naturally, some Japanese products are, are much more affordable. Something simple like rice. In France, for example, we have a lot of different rice varieties available. Mostly it's a, a type of basmati rice, long grain rice from Thailand, from India, uh, from Italy as well. Italy produces a little bit of rice, but we don't have much Japanese rice. And of course, uh, Japanese rice is short grain rice, very different, much more sticky than some other ones that you may be familiar with. You have a lot of varieties. Every local producer is proud of their own rice. Mm. You will sometimes find some little rice plots between a, how, a few houses. And this is one producer's paddy and he will produce his rice and yeah. proudly sell it to a local supermarket. So you can taste this variety. There are even some Japanese, um, I cannot verify this information, but that claim they are able to tell you where a rice is from in Japan just from tasting it. Wow, it's like sommelier? Yes, a sommelier, sommelier of wow. rice, yes. Okay, I would never but, even try to guess. So Japanese uh, food or sauces and condiments will be more mm. uh, affordable, which is very nice, especially if you like Japanese food, because it is uh, a whole world. Uh, we can talk about it maybe when we get the chance uh, about Japanese cuisine, but it's not only the image we have of ramen and sushi, there's much more beyond that. And to cook all of this, I would say these products are more affordable here than they are overseas. Do you have any experience at the supermarket that like is sticking with you? Have you seen anything crazy, any people, um, I don't know, pushing each other around, any special events that you were like, what is going on at the supermarket today? Not really. My probably weirdest experience or not weirdest, strangest experience was trying to go through self-checkout. Oh, the self-checkout, yes. Yeah, and there, th that machine is starting to talk to you and asking about different things and scanning different barcodes and uh, yeah, it was quite a challenge. I instantly started regretting that decision to try to go through self-checkout. Um, but I mean, it's kind of convenient in some way. Uh, that was probably the weirdest experience. Otherwise, people are very nice and friendly here, unless it's maybe very late at night and some guys are swinging by to get some uh, booze. <laughs> but otherwise, I think it's just fine. People are more or less, more or less, more. Talking about the self-checkout, it's mm. not a supermarket per se, but Uniqlo, the mm. uh, fashion uh, store, 
they also have the self-checkout and I found it amazing because you just put all your items in a basket and it automatically scans all of them. Yeah. You don't need to manually scan every item and wait and you just put your basket, scans everything. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's really magic. It's this kind of um, contrast between modern and efficient Japan and sometimes the less so efficient. Yeah. But at supermarkets, uh, one thing uh, and maybe we can kind of conclude uh, with this topic is they have a lot of events right mm. if you go to the supermarket for Christmas everything will be piled up with chicken because for Christmas Japanese people love to eat some fresh and deep fried chicken and uh, right now we are recording this here it's uh, uh, we are approaching Valentine's Day for the past two mm. weeks there's always a uh, uh, supermarket uh, Valentine's corner with like a lot of chocolates and a lot of uh, items available uh, all kinds of limited edition products for this and it's the same for basically every seasonal event right we have uh, Halloween is always big yeah. you can always tell an event is coming two months before yeah. when the supermarket is changing <laughs> the layout so for me this was always very amusing because last year in October they had already released some first few uh, magazines to book Christmas cakes, to book New mm. Year's meals. It's October, we haven't even celebrated Halloween and they're like always ahead. So this I find very, very amusing. I see. When I lived in China, it was similar, but with Chinese holidays. Uh, they have their own uh, holidays and, and celebrations, festivals. They would prepare like different also rice cakes and things like similar to that. Uh, you also book them and they show some like pictures uh, related to that and maybe some sale. Uh, New Year, they have ch like Chinese New Year sale. So for me, it was not as surprising here. It's a little bit more Western style because there is Christmas season, mm. there is Halloween season. Uh, it's not, I would say, not very Asian uh, cultural phenomenon, whereas in China, it's more Chinese traditional. But the, the whole thing that there is kind of a sale, seasonal or, or dedicated to some holiday, wasn't that surprising? In France, we don't have it too much. Of course, mm. for Christmas, we'll have it a little bit. But growing up, I don't remember these huge campaigns for specific holidays. Mm. There might be a little bit done just a few days before. Mm. But these uh, huge changes that you can really notice here, every time you enter the supermarket, the first section is always highlighting. <laughs> Soon we have this holiday, then we have this holiday. And one more thing that they do, and this one I find very, very good, is they have a tendency to highlight local producers. Mm. So the supermarket that I go to, every now and then they will have a, a, a local producer, like a, I don't know, a fishing group from a specific region, have a stall and sell their fresh fish there with music and like uh, decoration and everything. And you can, oh, taste food from this region. I feel like they really value this locally produced, uh, locally produced goods and uh, Japanese people also very much appreciate this, which I think is good. And uh, we've covered quite a few topics here today already. And yeah. Uh, well, yeah, coming to Japan and adapting here, going to the supermarket can be a bit scary at first. 
um, especially if you don't speak any Japanese. Mm. And um, well, like Andre recommended, don't hesitate to use an app, uh, Google Lens or Google Translate now has as well some things. And you can also uh, always ask help from the people working there. You said people are usually very friendly, very kind and very helpful. You might have a language barrier for communication, but you can always research your product ahead of time, show them an image. They always know where to find it in the store. And if one person doesn't know, they'll make sure to ask someone that works there that knows until you find your product. And experiment, right? Try something that you've never tried before. Buy this vegetable that you have no idea what it is. Buy the fish that you don't know what it is. Just yeah. put it in a grill, marinate it a little bit, and just be open to new experiences. And soon you'll be a, a very comfortable shopping, going for grocery shopping here in Japan and enjoying all these new flavors and things you can try here that you cannot find elsewhere. Just uh, maybe you'll have to prepare as well budget for this <laughs> because it can get very pricey if you don't pay too much attention to what you're putting into your basket. Is there anything else you'd like to, to add, to include to, for our audience listening to us today? In the um, yeah, not really. I think it's an interesting way of discussing things that we are doing here and I hope we can do it more in the future. Well, that's it for us today. Uh, thank you very much for watching and for listening in if you're listening this on your podcast app. Like the podcast, rate us, uh, leave us a comment. We're happy to hear your feedback and uh, we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you, Andrew, and uh, until next week. Thank you, too. Bye.